Okay, mom's on it.
We thank you for the Holy Ghost. And God, let somebody hear this word and change their hearts towards you. God, there are millions of people today that are going through great trials. God is able, though, and we thank God for what you're doing in our lives. God, somewhere, somehow, somebody knows somebody that's even dying for this from this virus or we're going through trials of emotions or trials of just lack. Children are dying. People are dying left and right. But God, you promised that she would take care of them. So we thank you for this word tonight. We thank you for what we're going to go to study tonight in this word. And we thank you in advance for what the word is going to do in us tonight. Amen. Psalms 91. Okay. Uh, my Bible here uh, tonight, I'm going in the um, King James Version. It's the Dick's Bible. And it talks about here that how his dwelling place, God's dwelling place that lives in us, that the things in which we must trust. So as a people of God, we must trust in him. We don't trust in man. We don't trust in houses. We don't trust in land. But God is talking to his people from this particular um, chapter or verses, and he's talking about a dwelling place in him. Not a dwelling place in a house or a dwelling place in a church or a dwelling place in a club or a dwelling place on a football team or a basketball team, but the dwelling place within us, in Christ. And he says that he uh, the individual, all of us here, we must depend on God himself. And he will support us, he will take care of us. And this particular scripture was written by Moses at the beginning of the 40 years in the wilderness, or when they were in the desert. And when they were in the desert, they wouldn't know what uh, they were going to go through. They knew that they had left bondage. They, God told them to um, leave um, Egypt and um, borrow some stuff and leave. Just run. Gather your things and run. And well, they're out in the middle of nowhere, no food, no hope, no directions. And they began to worry about what they left behind because they didn't know where they were going. They were just being led by Moses in, um, in the desert place. So God speaking now, like I said, it's written here by Moses and says that he, meaning Christ, and his people, he that dwells, or he that dwelleth, that dwell means that we live in. We live in a situation. We live in a house. Or we live uh, in, a, in a job. We live in a place where we work, and we have to deal with different kinds of people. 
So he wants us to dwell or live in him. Live in God. So once we give our lives to Christ, we must live in his presence. Live in his place. And totally depend on God for he that dwelleth, he that lives in God. Hebrew word meaning Yasha, Y-A-S-A-B, Shabab, meaning to sit down, to dwell, to remain, to settle in the sense of taking up a homestead or a place of dwelling, um, a place that we can claim, uh, a place that we can possess, a place that we can live in. So he's Moses teaching them that we have to live in the place of God, in the spirit of God. Not so much like it said in a building or a tent or a house and a car. But Moses is speaking to the people and he's saying to them that we must dwell in the presence of God. We must mm -hmm. dwell in his secret place. Mm -hmm. Secret. Mm -hmm. A secret place where nobody can get in but you. A secret place where nobody can find you. A secret place where the presence of God is abiding within us. So Moses is now telling the millions of people that have come out of Egypt in the middle of nowhere and saying, now what I want you to do, my people, is to live in me, dwell in me, stay in me, in my presence. That's where we ought to be as people. As men and women of God, as people learning to depend on him and him alone, we must trust in him. We can just quote scriptures after scriptures, but do you really know who God is? Not what your mom says, what your daddy says, what your grandma says, or what somebody told you about God was, but who do you know? Do you know him as your personal savior? He has died for you. And do you know him? Do you have a part of him, but do you know him? Do you pray to him? Do you live like he tells you to live? So Moses is telling you, these people, these millions of people in the middle of the desert, he that dwelleth or lives in a secret place. Some of the tiny little places, I remember when I was a kid, and we would go and we'd have this game called hide and go seek. And this one person would start counting these numbers. And the object of the game was everybody would run and hide in a place so they couldn't be found. But here's God talking to, to through Moses, to the people in the desert and say, find a secret place. Find the secret place of the Most High. Mm -hmm. The Most High represents God. And you shall abide, you shall abide 
You believer, you shall abide. You shall live in God under the shadow of the Almighty. Under the shadow. Almost like an eagle. And under the eagle, when it spreads his wings, he carries his little babies under his wings for protection. So here, here, he expresses, this explains the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow, the descent, the high place under which God's shadow is for protection of his people. And in his place, there's his protection. In his place is his covering. In his place, he make, He meets all of our needs. So he's telling the people in the desert that now we're out here, but we're not alone. Sometimes it looks like we're alone. It looks like there's no hope. It looks like we can't get through these situations. But Moses is specifically writing this text and saying to them that even though we're in the middle of nowhere, even though there might be the water might be scarce, it looks like there's no sunshine, looks like there's rain, looks like there's no covering, but under the shadow of the Almighty, which is God himself, he will protect us. And he will provide for us because he is our Lord, our master, our sovereign king. And he says, I will say of the Lord. Moses speaking, he says, and I will say of the Lord that he is, he is, he is, he is what? He is our refuge. God is our refuge. God is our hiding place. God is our fortress. Our fortress is a place that you go into that nobody can come and tear you down. It's a place that nobody can destroy you. Nobody can do anything to you. Why? Because you're now in the, in the refuge of God. You are in the fortress, a place of protection. God is a true and faithful God. And he, we must trust in a place of security. So in this place of security, in the middle of the desert, in the place of refuge, he's there. In the place of, of covering, he's there. Wherever we need in God, when we come to him, he is our refuge, his hiding place. He is a, a place of protection. He is a fortress. He surrounds us. He is a he is a God of true faithfulness. God is faithful and we can trust in a place of security. He's a place he's better than social security. He's better than than everything that you could imagine in his place of refuge. His dwelling place. And that's what God was telling, or Moses was telling 
the people of Israel when you come out, that even though it looks like nothing is going to happen for us, because at this point, some of the people that Moses had brought out of bondage, they decided, well, maybe, maybe we should have just stayed back there. Maybe we would have just been beaten. Maybe we would have just worked all our lives, saved all our lives, but at least we'd have had food to eat. Maybe we'd have been in a place where we, we might not have had a lot of food, but we had a place to lay our heads. But sometimes when you come out and you look back and you say, maybe it was better off, but Moses is saying to the people in the desert that I've got everything under control. I am your Yasha. You can sit down and dwell in the place with God. You can be there. You can be with him. He will take care of you. He lives within you. And that's where we need to learn to become. Be in God's dwelling place. And God is not in the church. God must live in your heart once you give your life to Christ. I repeat, God is not in a building, but is a spirit. A spirit cannot be bound. A spirit cannot be contained. But the spirit that we're speaking of, it comes from the spirit from God. But when God spoke in the word, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. It was that God. It was that the eternity God. That eternity God was there. And he spoke the whole world into existence. And here now you have millions of people coming out of bondage, having to learn to depending on God for everything that they needed. Food, shelter, security. And because he's that kind of God, he will provide all of our needs. For he says, verse 2 again, and I will say of the Lord, speaking from Moses, telling the people, he is my, talking to say Moses, saying, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, and in him will I trust. We got to trust God, saying, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and not God can handle anything. God is in control of the very air that comes out of the mouth. God controls our, our attitudes. God in control of our children. God's control of everything. So, we must learn to depend on him. And he's telling us tonight, we've got to learn to depend on him and learn to dwell in him, live in him, breathe in him, think in him, want in him, pray in him. Because we have to learn to be in the dwelling place in God himself. Verse 3, he says this, surely he shall deliver thee. In other words, Surely, he's going to take care of you. Surely, he's going to make a way for you. Surely, you're not going to die, but you're going to live. Surely.
Have I not said it? Have I not spoken it? Am I not God? Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare. We must, he's going to deliver us from the snare. Snares. He's going to protect us from the enemy. He's going to deliver us from the snares of the fowler, the wicked one. He's going to deliver us from the noiseful of that one. Every evil force, every demonic force, every hidden spirit, every unseen spirit. He, he's going to uh, deliver us and cover us with his feathers. Like a, like a bird. Like a mother hen. That's spreading his wings and protecting his babies. And that's what God's doing for us. He, he's going to protect us. In the midst of our storm, he's going to protect us in the pestilence. He's going to protect us uh, when the food shortage is happening. He's going to protect us from the enemy. He's protecting us even now, even though we don't understand it. We don't know it, but God spoke in the world's existence. And that same entity, God, is protecting us. And even when we don't even know and we feel that we're being protected under the shadow of the Almighty. Have you ever seen the shadow on the ground? You can be looking right, look there, but somehow there's a shadow that falls on you. You can see your form, but there's a shadow, there's an imprint of a shadow of who you are. And this is what they're talking about, that the shadow of God is protecting his people in this pandemic. That the shadow of the Almighty is taking care of the people right now in Iraq and Iran. The shadow of the Almighty is protecting Africa. But the shadow of the Almighty is taking care of Ireland. The shadow of Almighty is taking care of Congo and all of the African nations. He's taking the shadow and taking care of us all at the same time. He's taking care of us in the wind and the storm and the rain and the laugh, the laughter and the storms and everything that we go through, the happy days, the sad days, the good days, the bad days. He's protecting us all the things that we're going through. He's protecting us. He is, he's, he's a refuge for us. He's hiding us. He is, he's, he's, he, by faith, he's, he's making a way for us. He's protecting us. Five things that God, things that God will do for us when he's dwelling in a secret place. In the secret place, he's Delivering us from the snares of the enemy. He's delivering us from the noise of the power of those wicked things. The things that we cannot see. He's covering us with his feathers. So when the enemy comes, he's protecting us again with his wings. And he's making truth as a shield of protection. 
He takes his angels to cover us. So we will never be alone. We'll never, even, I don't care how lonely you feel. I don't care how you've been down. I don't care what you've been through in your lifetime. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a God. And then they're gone. God will protect us in our storm. And it looks like the whole world is panicking at the same time. But there is a God. There is Jesus. That Jesus died on a cross just for you and I. Before we were formed, Joshua, I'm sorry, not Joshua, but Jeremiah 1. He speaks of this. He says, Jeremiah, he said, son, I knew you from before you were formed in your mother's womb, and I have a plan for you. This is the same God that's protecting us in the storm. So no matter what we're going through, he is there protecting us. Let's get down to verse 6. Mm -hmm. Amen. 91, 6. It says, nor for the pestilence, more the, the death, the destruction, uh, food going bad, the kids, uh, people killing each other, murder, incest, homosexuality. God is there in the midst of everything. It says, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. There's a certain spirit that comes in darkness. The certain spirits come out after dark. A lot of those things are hidden spirits that people don't want to know what they've done or what they've said. But it says here, it's telling us that, 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 uh, it says not for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasted at the noonday. So whether it's pestilence or death by night, destruction by day, he says, he shall provide all my needs. Why? Because we have to live in his dwelling place. We gotta live in his presence. We have to live in the good, the ugly, and the bad because when we go through a lot of things, it's teaching us how to walk right before God. When we go through great trials and sufferings and we don't know what things going on like they are, God's trying to teach us something. And God's trying to teach us to get closer and closer and closer to Him. So we can learn to depend on His Word. Not depend on mama, not depend on daddy, uh, not depend on the checkbook, but he wants us as a people that learn to depend on the almighty God by himself alone. For example, I believe the last couple of days ago, maybe about four days ago, there was a, a hurricane that came through and swept through the nation of Haiti. 
thousands of people are dead. Thousands of people have been hurt. Blood, uh, uh, mudslides. And these people, this country has been hit over and over again by typhoons and destruction and hurricanes. But God is able. And I believe that God has allowed the people of Haiti to still be existing. Why? Because somewhere, somehow, there are believers there. And as long as there are some believers in Christ that love God with all their might, God has promised protection in the midst of any storm, hurricane, or anything else. Why? Because there are believers in Christ. And anytime there are believers in Christ, God always comes to the rescue. Almost like Superman. I don't know if you know who Superman is, but Superman was a hero. And he came from a particular island that or, or nation and uh, he grew up with uh, a foster mother and father and uh, and he went to work for a newspaper but by night or in, in dangerous times he put on his superhero costume and he, he ran out to rescue people. Well here we live now in a time where we need a superhero. And ladies and gentlemen, our superhero right now is Jesus Christ. On, you can't get a better superhero. Our, our superhero created the universe. Our superhero uh, uh, pulled down strongholds. Our superhero uh, can take over death and destruction. Our hero can speak death when life is abounding. God. Uh, my, our superhero, which is Jesus Christ, our superhero that died for and the resurrected Savior, he jumped up on the third day, and now all power has come to you because of the anointing that rests and resides in us today. So in the secret dwelling place in Christ, you've got to learn to trust in God. Not in man, but trust in God. That God will provide all of our needs. And I don't believe that anything that this Bible says is a lie. Everything in this Bible from the beginning of the book to the end of the book, from Genesis to Revelation, it is the truth. It is written under the unction and the inspiration of God. And under the unction of the Holy Spirit, God is speaking now through Moses and letting his people know that even though we've come out of the desert place, and even though we're going to have rough times, even though it looks like there may be no food, it looks like that we might have stayed back where we're going to be because at least we would have had a roof over our heads, but the best roof we can have is Jesus Christ. And that's, we bring it back to this day. Ladies and gentlemen, this is 2020. One in 2021, this is the same God of yesterday and today and tomorrow, and He shall provide all thy needs when we hold on to Him, when we trust in Him, when we believe in Him, when we think on Him, when we pray on Him, and we believe what the Word of God says. For the Word says this for heaven and earth 
shall pass away, but not my word. So that means anything he says in this book, it is God's word. It is a it is a covenant. It is a promise that when we keep a part of the bargain, bargain that we will do what God has promised us that we're going to do, that we're going to live for him, we're going to give our lives to Christ, we're going to walk like Christ, talk, talk like Christ, act like Christ, be the mirror image of who Christ is, that God will do what he says he's going to do, even in the midst of our trials. Somebody says to me, well, what do you mean, even in the midst of our trials? Yes, you don't have to go there, but John 14 says this, let not your heart be troubled. Ireland, let not your heart be troubled. Africa, Congo, Ghana, wow. Haiti, wow. let not your heart be troubled. Australia, let not your heart be troubled. Russia, underground, Christians, let not your heart be troubled. We know things are going on in Russia that nobody knows but God. But he promised us that he would provide all of our needs. Russia. Czechoslovakia. God is control of the atmosphere. God is in control of the wind, the rain, the fire. That God is in control. There's nothing happened that happens in this universe, not just the earth alone, but nothing happens in the universe except God allows to happen. I repeat, nothing happens on this universe. All the stars, all the planets, all the galaxies, nothing happens except God allows. We are the believers. We're the ones that say we know Christ. But do you really believe? Do you trust in the midst of the storm? Do you miss, do you trust in the midst of a fire? Do you trust when you look like you don't have no hope? Do you trust when it looks like everything's going the opposite direction? Uh, how, how do you really trust God when you've lost your job? How do you, how do you, do you really trust Him? Do you really trust? Do you really trust? In the midst of our storm, in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of, 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 of countries falling apart uh, uh, now, that's going with Iran and this other country. Uh, 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 are we really trusting even with the things that's happening in Israel right now uh, um, and, and the pandemic? Uh, do we really trust as a people of God that what the word says is going to happen no matter what? we got to trust God with all our might. We've got to trust God with every tear in our being. We've got to trust God when we don't see God, when we don't feel God, but we have to trust and believe that what the God, what the word God says, not what a man says, but what the living God, what the word of Jesus Christ 
himself that wrote and allowed from every book in the Bible for inspiration of Holy Spirit that God says that he that dwelleth. And you as a believer, you must dwell in that secret place of God. Not in a building, but in your heart toward God. Get in that secret place with God. Come on, come the on. refuge place. That hiding place. That place where you can tap into the spirit of God in your in your prayer closet or in your place where you play or in your car when you can be alone when you're driving home at night in that secret place come on come on brother tap into the spirit tap into the spirit of god that is the spirit of god That is that secret place that God wants us to do in the time of trouble. In the time of trouble. Trouble, trouble, trouble. What's trouble? Looks like everything's going on, going on wrong. That's what it looks like. That's what it feels like. I don't care where you go, everybody's talking about the same thing. The pandemic, the children, the death, the lies, the cheating, the government, the army, the navy. People are troubled everywhere you go. Because God's trying to talk to the people spiritually. Some of us hearing because when they want to hear. Some hear because they don't want to hear. Some people go to church because they just did Sunday. You don't go to church because it's Sunday. You go to church because you want to hear God's word. You want to get closer to him. Because like every human being that's born, everyone, there will be a time that we will all leave this body. And where will you end up in eternity? I might sound like a broken record, but the truth is that there will be a time. As sure as we're born, there will be a time we will die. And where will you end up in eternity? But have you found that place of security? Come on. Have you found that place of refuge? I'm going to hide there with God. And I cannot be found by the enemy. I cannot be detected by the enemy because I'm in a refuge place. A place of God. A place that I can hide and find his presence. In a place where God can deal with my heart. With my mind, with my spirit, with my character, how I talk to people, how I respect people, how I treat people, how I do people, am I a representative of Christ? That's how I need to be in that dwelling. I live in the presence of God. That's where I want to be, in his presence. 
place where I can go and be alone with God. Where I can be, where I can pray with God. Where I can be, when I can just sit and wait for God to speak to my spirit. Not to my mind, but the spirit. Because the spirit connects with the spirit. For example, have you been around a lot of people that drink? Or maybe alcoholic? An alcoholic might have one little drop in the bottle left. And another one comes and say, man, let me get a little bit to drink. And they'll split that little bottle together. You know why? Because those right spirits want to be together in unity. So those drugs together will unite in one spirit. So the God, the spirit of God that dwells in us has to connect in the spirit with God, get in that spirit and connect within to feel his presence, to feel his love, to feel his empowerment. But I can't take it, I can't do this by myself, but with God, I can do all things. So the spirit of God can enlighten me, help me, push me forward, that I can do what God says I can do. I can be what God says I can do. I can go what God says I can do. I am what I am. A, I am a representation of who God is within me. Because when I give my life to Christ, I take on his DNA. Because the very now, the presence of God has moved in and taken residence in me. And now I am filled of the Spirit. The Ruchah of God. And in that presence, in that place, in that dwelling place, there is the refuge or the hiding place of God. For in that Ruchah or the presence of God, there is the fortress. And the fortress is a place that is undominable, that you cannot penetrate. It cannot be broke through. You cannot go through. You can't run or obtain through it. You can't, you can't move through it. It is penetrable. It cannot be moved in that fortress because now I am the Ruha, the wind of God. And in that place, God is faithful. In Hebrews, it says now, 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 present faith, now faith is the substance. Come on, come on, brother. In the substance, that thing that I hold, that thing I pray for, that thing I long for, that thing that moves me and holds me and keeps me uh, under subjection of the Holy Ghost. That thing, that present now faith is the substance hopeful that place of God, that place of security. Come on, come on. So in that Ruha, 
not that in that wind of God. Amen. Amen. There's a trust and there's a place of security. That's what talking about. It. So when I'm in God, I am in a place of security. Uh oh, come on. And insecurity, in God's security, I cannot be moved. In God's security, I cannot be unsupplanted or moved or plucked up. In God's security, I am one with God in the spirit realm. Right. That's why Moses was telling the people that in the dwelling place of God, the secret place, that way we have to learn to live in, in his, and under his shadow, I have security in God for whatever I need. If I need a house, I got that insecurity. If I need a car, in God, I have that security. If I need a job, in God, I have that security. If I need help anyway in my life, in my home, in my children, everything, in that security, in his presence, there is the Ruha or the wind of God that he's going to take care of me. He's going to protect me. He's going to provide for me. He's going to hold me. He's going to keep me under subjection of the Holy Spirit because when you want to come out of yourself and come out, out of character and you, you don't want to act like you say you're a believer, but see, when you've got the character and the love walk with God, the love talk with God, the ruha, the move of God in you, you can't do what you want to do. You can't say what you want to say. You can't go where you want to go. You can't do that because you come out of the character of God and now you take on another spirit. Uh-oh. Because everything has a spirit. Every any moving entity has a spirit. So Moses is telling his people in the desert that we have to learn to dwell in the spirit of God. We've got to learn to dwell in his place. We've got to move, dwell, move in. We've got to move into the, into the spirit of God. And in that place of security, in that place of refuge, there you can find God. In that place of protection, under his wings, period, wings, plural, wings, wings, under the wings, so under the wings, there's protection. Thank we are protected. We're better than all states. We're better than farmers insurance. We have the complete com uh, protection under the shadow of the Almighty. So whatever we need in God, and when we're doing what He's asked us to do, and we're walking according to His precepts, He has to do what He says He's going to do. We can't think, 
We can't fall out. We can't give up. Still, there'll be days you're going to feel like we want to give up, but look like there's no What? Superman, God is in charge. For he that dwelleth in the secret place of the high shall abide under, the word under, underneath, below, under the shadow of the Almighty. So when we get in that place, when we get in that presence, when we get in the secret place of God, when God can talk to us, God can walk with us, God can deal with us, with our hearts, our minds, our spirits. And we walk on what the word says, and he says it in, in Second Chronicles, second chapter, uh, uh, 7th verse, uh, chapter, he says, For when my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and turn, turn, yes. uh, move a different direction, turn from the wicked ways, and seek your, my faith, turn, and, and, and my wicked, that means the church of Jacob, well, that's what the word says, the secret place, we've got to get in that secret place and stay there. Now come out so God tells us to come out. What are we going to do in that secret place? Pray. What are we going to do in that secret place? That strategize. What are we going to do in that place? Plan, plan, a plan of attack. What are we going to do in that secret place? Because we need God. We need God. We need God more than a necessary need. We need God more than anything else right now. The world is in a mess. But Jesus takes care of everything else. All the rest. When we trust and believe in Him, that He is our refuge, our rock, our fortress, and in will we must trust. And when you trust in God, hold on. God does not always come when you want it to come, but He said He shall provide all of His needs. I've witnessed it recently. God will give you everything you desire when he gets ready to do it. Not when we want to, but when he wants to release, release something to you. No devil in hell can stop you or block you when it's God's time. That's why he went in the book of uh, Daniel. And he told him in the cell, he says, he says, Daniel, he said, he been praying and praying and praying. He said, but he said, but but the prince of Persia, he came to stop you. The enemy came trying to stop you. But when it's God's time, let me tell you what. We just gotta say, back up off your devil, shake your shake yourself, and Lord, I thank you. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know it's coming. I feel the step, step, I feel the fire. Don't worry about it, God. I hear, I hear, I hear. It comes. And when you begin to, you got that attitude, you got to have the attitude of gratitude. Oh, that goes for Yeah, we got to have the attitude of gratitude. And we got to have the gratitude before it gets there. We have the gratitude before it, we got to have the gratitude before it gets there. So when we get here, all we can do is shout. All we can do is cry it out. All we gotta do is tell you thank you, Lord. And because you think it's for you, you thank it because it's already here. But this might not have been manifested yet. But when you do what God called you to do, when you trust Him, 
He said we will provide all of our needs. Even in this pandemic, even when it's over uh, 500,000 um, people from America alone at that time, which was a while back, people are dying. Well-known preachers, not well-known preachers, preachers, teachers, doctors, lawyers, kids, uh, everything. But you are yet alive. Hold on. Hold on. God is not forgotten. But he is that dwelling place. We must have hold on to him. Hold on to God. But he shall supply all of our needs. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Father, this was not me, it was the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father. You know, you know who's on the line, you know who is listening, you know who's on the podcast, who know by Facebook, you're listening, who knows what's going on. But I believe by faith that if somebody had to have this message tonight, otherwise you would have changed it. I thank you. Because hope, hope, hope deferred is still yet hope. Because the enemy will try to stop you and block you, but I know God. Trust your people, God. We, we, we trust in you. We don't always understand you, but the word says so. Be not to your understanding, but acknowledge me and I shall direct the path. I didn't like to hear that very much, God, and I. I must admit it, but I'm learning every day to trust in you. I'm learning to trust you, God. But I didn't have no hope, but I have no faith. I had no nothing. But all I had in my Bible was full of tears. But you heard every, every cry, every tear. And I'm standing on the word of God. Every word that you promised to me, God, you promised you would do it, and I'm standing on it. I'm not begging, I'm just telling you thank you. And everybody understand them, my voice, that you have something in your heart that really needs to be done to God. We go to God for you right now in the name of Jesus. God bless those that need the blessing. God, because you always taught me, God, when I was a little kid, you said this in St. Linda. He says there's a meat and a want. So God, we're not asking for a want. But Father, everybody under my town, God, the ones that need, that they need a particular thing, whether it's a job, or whether it's a home, another place to live, whether it's a car, whether they need the children delivered, maybe it needs, whatever you their needs, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I heard you, God. You didn't give it to Messiah. You God said, God, you prophesied to the wind. So God, I told God, my mother, God, I prophesied to the wind right now. God, you said what you were. To the north, south, east, and the west. Every car that you think that they need a car. God, open the door. Favor, favor, favor. Favor in the atmosphere. Favor for my children. Favor for my grandchildren. Favor for my group grandchildren. Favor for everybody's children or grandchildren on the line. I thank you now in the name of Jesus. I thank you. Thank you, God, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. I thank you, God, that God, you always heard my prayer. Maybe you've not answered it, by the way. And I know that everything you promised me, it shall come. I shall not die. But every promise in my 
in my heart that you have promised me some things and they shall come. And I thank you in advance for what you're going to do. Bless, bless your people. God, we thank you, God. You know the people in Haiti that are suffering. You know the children are suffering. Lord, you know the bodies that are lying there, that stairs that are still there under the records. God, you know everything. God, you know this country. I don't even know how to pray other than but pray for those things, you know, that are filled with the overdose. And pray for those people that want to give their lives in Christ in Haiti and Africa, Congo, Congolese, Belarus, every country I can think in my heart. I thank you for those countries, those 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 states that we use in the United States. Uh, shout out to to Washington, uh, Seattle, Washington, shout out to California, the, the, to, to, to Mexico, to New Mexico, to all these countries and people in Florida and Virginia and, and Georgia and Alabama and all the Mississippi. Uh, hallelujah. I go to shout out right now. I hear that Mississippi got hallelujah. God, I don't know what God, I thank you, Mississippi God. In the name of Jesus. Mississippi, 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 Mississippi. In the name of Jesus, death, get out of there, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, I pray for all my apostles that I've been under, God, in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus around them, through them, in them, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for Timmy, God, the son of ventilator, God, uh, Erica's husband, in the name of Jesus, we never, in Columbia, South Carolina, God. Timmy, come forth, God says the promise on your life. Come, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. And we praise you for it right now. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for the podcast tonight. Amen. Um, we hope the Holy Spirit get, gave you anything, something. Because I certainly wasn't going this direction. But I was trying to pay this, God told me to come over this again tonight. Um, because again, like the children of Israel, um, there are millions of people out there that need Christ, but they have to realize that the secret place is in Christ. There is no secret or a higher place other than in Christ. That's right. But we have to know that for ourselves without a shadow about that if you die tonight, where will you end up in eternity? Have you given your life to Christ? Have you given your life to Christ? Have you repented according to the word of God? In fact, I'm going to go over it right now in Romans. Romans 10. Romans 10. Thank you, God. Romans 10. Romans 10 speaks of how um can give your life to Christ. Um, so because 
When we die, we only have two choices. We have the choice of living for Christ and meeting Christ one day, or we have a choice of going to hell. There's no there's only two choices. So we have to have make a choice as to what you're gonna do with your life. And this is a good time to start. This is a good time to give your life to Christ. And the Bible says we don't know what tomorrow is gonna bring. But while we got a chance, we gotta give our life to Christ. Here in Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, my God, thou shalt be saved. So here's your invitation to Christ. Again, Romans 9, ninth verse. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart. So you not only got to confess it, but you got to believe it. You got to know it for yourself. Nobody can make nobody can make you take on salvation. But you it says if it says that small word if so that's your choice. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth. So you gotta confess it with thy mouth. The Lord Jesus Christ. And shalt thou believe in thine heart. That the Lord hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart a man believeth unto righteousness, and with thy mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him, shall not be ashamed for it is not different difference between the jew and the Jew. in other words anybody has the opportunity to be saved so if you choose to give your life to Christ, you do that and god will change your life and hallelujah well, say thank you, God, for thank you for listening to the podcast tonight. And it was a pure blessing um, just to have you all on the line. And thank you from uh, over 20-something countries in the world, and that's not including the United States of America. So let's close out. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We're not going to prolong it. We're just going to tell you thank you. Thank you, Father, that we are the chosen generation. We thank you, Lord, that we now are in a dwelling place. We must learn to be and living in that 
dwelling place in God, not in a building, but in a relationship with Christ. And as we said again, that if you confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart, it says, then thou shalt be saved. So I hope you've, you've accept your, accepted uh, your life to Christ if you did. And uh, if you do, find a local church and it will continue with us until we find to find a local church and, and a local pastor. Well, God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. And we shall see you again next Thursday night. Amen. God bless you. Thanks. Bye-bye now.